0: Well, my name is Devin Blankenbiller and welcome to another Going Deeper podcast where we go deep into God's Word every week. We dig deep into the bedrock of His Word. And uh, today the theme is uh, walking in God's desire for your life. Walking in God's desire for your life. I think one of the big epiphanies that we we have when we come to Christ is that we no longer want to walk and live for ourselves, but we want to walk out God's desire for our life. Um, when we are, before we know Christ, you know, by ourselves, it's just all about us, right? Um, we just think about what makes me happy, what makes me feel good, what, what makes me liked by others, what make, what brings me to success, what makes me richer. Um, it's all about me, what helps my worldview get better, you know, it's just me, 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 me. But when we come to faith in Christ, you know, there's a change. We're right? like, we see that God loves us. We see that He created us. We see that He provides for us. We see that He died for us so that we could be forgiven. Right? We see that He wants a relationship with us. We see that He wants us to trust Him, and uh, and so we get to this place where we we want to follow Him and we want His desire for us for our lives. But the big question still is always that we wrestle: with, how do I know God's desire? How can I walk out God's desire? for my life, right? We spend time praying. God, help me to know specifically, right? Where do you want me to work? Who do you want me to marry? Um, Who do you want me to spend time with? What should I do with my free time, right? What spiritual gifts do I have and how can I use them? Where should I live? What financial decisions? How should I I buy a car or a house or what should I do about retirement? Some of those specific decisions, right? We're, We're searching God and asking him. So maybe there's some Decisions you're trying to make with your family, right? And, and sometimes those those decisions can really weigh you down, if you know what I'm talking about. I remember countless times, and I can continue right, in my life, seeking, fasting, waiting, trying to hear God's voice for my life. But here's one thing that I've learned that I, I hold on to, is that while I'm waiting for God to reveal His specific will for my life, that I want to be faithful in walking out His common will. Let me say that again. While I'm waiting for God to reveal his specific will, I want to be faithful in walking out his common will. Meaning, I know God's going to lay out specifics. I have to make specific decisions for my life. But while I'm waiting and trying to decide what they are, Always be faithful in doing his common will, which is God's word for my life, that he wants every single person to to walk out every day, right? And so I want to make sure I hold on to that and and just make sure that's a focus of my life. So today, as we dig deep into John 4, we're going to be in John 23 to 24. And and it gives us a picture of a a common will that God has for all of us. And, And I want us to see this because John 4, 23 to 24 says this, Says the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Little side note: This is actually one of our memory verses this week. If you would like to be a part of memorizing one scripture a week, uh, we want to encourage you. Just text the word "memorize" to six one zero four eight six five one four zero. Again, just text the word "memorize" to six one zero four eight six. Five one four zero, And you'll get added to a text list where we just send out a couple texts per week with the memory verse encouraging you, uh, helping you. It's got some blanks in it for you to help memorize a verse. And we do this just to meditate on it, right? That multiple times throughout the week we can we can see God's Word in front of us. We can take it into our hearts and spirit. And again, as I've been memorizing and meditating on this passage, a couple other words really jumped out to me. Uh, One word jumped out was just this true worshipers, right? That if there's true worshipers, God's searching for true worshipers, that means there must be false worshipers, that maybe there are people who say they love Jesus, they call themselves Christians, they go to church, right? But they're not truly worshiping Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that so we can point people out or we can look around and we can judge people. I'm just saying that, Lord, I want to make sure that I'm a true worshiper, right? Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 15, 8 9, he talked to the Pharisees who were considered true worshipers. They were considered people who were leaders in the synagogue in that day. And he called them out. He said, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from them, from me. He said, listen, in vain do they worship me. In vain do they bow down to me, right? Um, and, and I don't want that to be Uh, said of us. I don't want that to be said of me. Uh, Honestly, just because I'm a pastor or doing a podcast, just because I read the Bible often, that doesn't mean I'm a true worshiper, right? What does it mean to be a true worshiper? It means that, that I can honestly and reverently come before God, that I don't have to pretend to be anybody else, that just like I can have a true relationship with somebody, a friend of mine that I can just bear everything with and just say, this is how I am and how I'm feeling, that I can honestly come before God. I think sometimes, God's honored when we're just raw before him, when we're just real before him, that we don't just pretend that we don't have struggles in our lives, but we can have that just true relationship. God wants true worshipers, right? And then it says here that that true worshipers will worship the Father. It says true worshipers will worship the Father. I think one of the teachings of Jesus that we overlook Um, is the teaching that God is our Father. I mean, think about this for a second. I mean, would we ever look to God as our Father if it wasn't for Jesus coming and teaching us and telling us that we should look to God as our Father? Again, we see this in the Lord's Prayer, right? How did he teach us to pray? Our Father who art in heaven. Um, Jesus said in Matthew 23, 9, don't call anyone on earth Father, for you have one Father and he... Is in heaven. I mean, this is incredibly hard or easy, depending on your relationship with your earthly father. Some of you might struggle thinking of God as your father. Um, maybe maybe you just see God as this tyrant, this king, right, who forces us to worship him. But that isn't the case. Jesus wants us to know that God is our father. Jesus wants to know wants us to know that that relationship, and especially in the context of worship right? I mean, this word worship, we, we talked about on Sunday, it means to bow down. The word worship means to yield. And, and we can think of worship like worshiping a king, right? But God wants us to worship him as a father, right? When you get the idea of worshiping a king, you think of yourself as a servant. But when we worship God as a father, we understand that we're still his sons and his daughters, Listen, there's two passages in here that make this clear. Um, Romans 8.15 says, the spirit you received does not make you slaves, so you no longer live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption as sonships. And by him we cry, Abba Father. We are no longer slaves, we're sons, and because we're sons, we can cry out, Abba Father. Right Galatians four six and seven says very similar, the same thing it says, because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying Abba Father, so you are no longer a slave but a son, and if a son, then an heir to God. He's guiding us to cry out, Daddy' father right this natural relationship god has a desire for us to be his sons for us to be his daughters for a natural relationship that we want to please him as we worship him i think sometimes we get hurt with our natural family if we can't earn their approval i think one of the greatest ways people have been hurt by their dads is their dad hasn't given that that approval that yes you please me right and because of that we rebel then we can never be good enough but really, you know, we want that that same thing to happen with our, our heavenly Father that as we worship him, as we bow down to him, as we yield to him, we recognize, you're my dad, and I want to yield to you because I want I want you to be pleased by me as your son and as your daughter. Uh, God is in heaven and is our Father, and true worshipers worship the father. So here's the section uh, that I want to dig deepest into is that it says here that that the father is seeking such people to worship him, right? It says the hour is coming it is now here where true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such people. I mean, wow. I mean, just think about this. God the Father is seeking. He's he's looking in this world, right? He's going from to and fro, looking for those who desire to worship him correctly. Not just in form, not just in appearance, but truly with their heart. Bowing down, yielding to him and and we're searching right. What do you want for my life, God? Right. What is your desire? That's this big idea, God. We want to follow you. And and Jesus makes it clear that God is seeking true worshipers, right? And this isn't some new revelation that Jesus is like, aha moment. I mean, it really goes all the way back to Moses, right? In the wilderness when he received the Ten Commandments. Again, the the Israelite people, God's chosen people were delivered out of Egypt. Um, It says in Deuteronomy 5, 6, it says, I'm the Lord your God. I brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You are no longer slaves. You are no longer forced to bow down and yield and and you are no longer uh, forced to do exactly what the Egyptians do. However, I am your God, and because of that, here are th- some things I want you to do. And he lists out, starts listing out the Ten Commandments, right? You should have no other gods before me, right? And then it says, Verse uh, commandment two, you should not make yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in earth beneath, or that is in the water, right? But you should not bow down and serve them, for the Lord your God uh, is a jealous God, right? I mean, this idea of worship, of bowing down to God, right? Of God desiring that for our lives, it goes all the way back to the Ten Commandments, right? I mean, listen, when we seek things, right? Right? Have you? When was the last time you sought something, that you lost something in your house, or you couldn't find your keys to your car or your wallet? Or last night, my one child lost part of his game, and we had to look for it. We all had to stop, right? We only seek after the things that we really want. We were talking about this in staff meeting as we were talking about this passage, and someone's like, isn't it interesting? God wants all. Our worship so much. I mean, that's why he's seeking after it, right? And uh, and uh, so for us, like we need to be true worshipers who seek him in spirit and in truth so that we can honor God because he's looking for it. He's looking for it. So how can we apply this specifically? What does this really mean for us today? Listen, I want to encourage you. Yield to God throughout your entire day. I understand when we think about worship, we think about singing, we think about worship songs. I think it's great when we have free time, when we have opportunity in the background, have worship music playing, to have songs playing that's lifting up God. I think it's great when we're going through hard times, when we're battling, that we lift up a song, we sing to God in our heart. That's part of it. But I just want to encourage you, yield to God throughout the day, right? God, how can I yield to you today at work, How can I yield to you as I serve you? God, how can I keep my emotions in check, right? That I wouldn't yield to my anger or my discouragement or my frustration or my lack of patience or my sinful desires. But God, I would, I would yield to you. How can I yield to you as I rest and trust you have the world in your hands? How can I yield to you as I give or I grow or I pray, right? How can I yield to you as I avoid evil, right? Second, I want to encourage you, listen, be real before him always. The good, the bad, the ugly, right? Just be real, right? Don't be a false worshiper. Listen, and when you're around other Christians and believers, don't feel like you have to put on a front. Let us be the church of real people. And sometimes those are like, man, I am doing great. And other times, I'm struggling, right? But be real. Third thing, let me encourage you, don't judge other people. Listen, I, I think it's it's God's role to judge, it's not our role to judge. And when we're talking about worshiping and how do we worship and making sure we're real and worshiping the Father. I think it's very easy for us to look at this passage and start pointing fingers. It's really easy for us to look at other people. Are they real? Are they false? Uh, it's easy for us to look at other churches, right, and what they're doing. I don't think this is the heart of the passage. Jesus isn't saying this to them so that he can turn the the, the woman at the well to judge other people. He's saying that this is what God desires of you. This is what God desires of me. So can Can we be careful not to judge? Right? Jesus says if we judge by the same measure we judge, we'll be judged by others. Now listen, as we grow in our faith and as we have friends in our life in the church, we can encourage other people. We can hold people accountable. We can say lovingly, how are you doing in your faith and your growth? But from a distance, we are called not to just judge other people and blast them down. This summer, we got to work at Mission Trip Birdsboro. Great time. Got to work with other denominational churches. I understand from a distance, some people might judge those churches. Oh, they're spiritually dead or they're not growing or even some of the churches that honestly are walking away from the doctrine of God's word. And from that standpoint, I do judge and I I caution people. But you know what I found? There's people in those churches that love Jesus with all their heart. There's people in those churches that were serving all week because they were serving Christ. There's people in that churches that say, I want my church to hold true to the word of God, right? And and, and I'm praying for my church so that they don't walk away from God's word. And so it just opens our eyes that we shouldn't judge people from afar. We only God knows their heart, but God does know Our heart. And in closing, let me just encourage you that as we yield our lives to Him and as we worship Him daily, listen, God wants His very best for your life. And as we yield to Him, His very best will happen. I want to encourage you. Sometimes it's just so easy for us to just take control back of our life. But as we worship, as we yield, as we bow down, God's perfect will will be completed in your life as you yield to Him. Every day. So listen, as I close, let me just summarize again. Walking in God's desire isn't just walking in His specifics. It's walking in His common will. And one of God's uh, common desire for all of us is that we would truly worship Him in spirit and in truth. That we would see God as our Father. That we're not forced to be a slave, but we'd worship our Father in spirit and in truth. Let me just close in prayer as we close. God, thank you again for today and thank you for your word. Thank you for your desire. God, we we struggle sometimes knowing what do you want for me? Where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to live? What do you want me to do? Father, how do you want me to handle these situations? But God, let us have the strength to walk out your common will. And Lord, your will is for us to worship you truly in spirit and truth. Lord, you're seeking people to do that. And I pray, Lord, that in in a world where there seems to be so much chaos as our country seems to be going further and further away from you, Lord, help us to worship you and help us to keep our hearts on you every day of our lives. Help us to bow to you, Lord. I even believe that maybe there's someone who's trying to make some decisions and they're, they're trying to decide what to do, Lord. I pray that in those specific decisions, they would continue to say, Lord, I surrender and I bow to your will for my life, God. So we love you and we thank you for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, thank you for joining us today for Going Deeper Podcast. We hope and pray that this was encouragement to you. If it was, share it with someone you know uh, so that they also can be blessed by God's word.